0: We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. All right, so I did a Q&A on my Instagram yesterday and we thought it would be really fun to answer some of them on a podcast because I can go more into into depth, which I love to do. (laughs) I hate being limited to, you know, just one screen on an Instagram caption. And um, I told people to ask me just weird, wacky, whatever questions they wanted to. I've given my phone to Taylor. So I have no idea what she's going to ask me. I have no idea what the questions are in there. So here we go.
1: We're going to start with a really simple one. Okay. Just because... One of the biggest things that we could do for this world is to improve the lives for generators. So let's just start with a question that has to do with them. A generator feeling so low and lost in life. Where do I start?
0: I think I've said this one before, but I think it's so powerful is look at and everybody has Instagram nowadays. So or TikTok, at least one of the two. And it's such an invaluable free resource to help guide your life. So look at your Instagram, figure out who you're envious or jealous of. And those is where there's clues on what kind of life you want for yourself that's gonna help you give you clarity. Because I think when we're in a low, it's often because we don't know what direction we wanna be going in. Um, So I would literally look and think about who it is you have envy towards and then take it further and start thinking about what is it exactly about their energy, their life, the way they show up, their business, their passions, which piece or pieces do you aspire to and what is it that's creating the jealousy and the envy in there? I say often to generators that jealousy and envy is what's lighting you up just in disguise such a good response Mm.
1: okay do you think our human design would apply if we traveled to a new galaxy
0: that's a great question if we were born on earth yes if we weren't born on earth probably not because basically where human design takes most of its information from is the position of the planets in this solar system when you were born in relation to the position of earth so i think that if we you know moved across time and space which we probably will do at some point just a question of when um maybe there will be other planets that affect you more if you're born closer to other planets because the reason why we're affected by the planets we're affected by is because they're close enough to us and so what happens from a human design perspective is there's there are subatomic particles called neutrinos that are sort of like mini little information programmers and they are um, coming in streams from each of the planets that are in our solar system towards us, therefore programming us or infusing us with our innate essence in the exact position, time and place that we are born. So I would imagine if you were in a different solar system, you, might, you would be looking at the planets that um, are in that solar system. You
1: literally read my mind. I was going to ask you to talk about the neutrinos. (laughs) Okay. What is your favorite defined gate from your chart?
0: Oh, you know what? It changes so much depending on where I am in my journey, because I think you can have a lot of judgments and shadows about certain qualities in you, the ones you have and the ones you lack. And I think, um, you know, you were saying to me that right now you're working on there's four specific gates and gifts that you're working on in yourself and those are the ones that are really coming up for you in your life. I think it's the same with me. Like I'll have a particular affection towards a certain gift when life circumstances are pointing me towards working on that thing or strengthening that thing or developing it. So right now, what's one that I'm having a resonance with? You know, um, the sun personality gate, which is the your most important gift. If you're looking at your life theme, your life theme will have four numbers after it the first number is your most important gift. Um, So if you want to check out the app and look at your life theme, the first number that comes up in those brackets after your life theme, that's the one that is the most prominent in you, the thing you came here most to share, the strongest quality about you. And I often feel like um, nine times out of 10, the strongest quality about us is also the one we have the most shadow and judgment over. So mine is about sensitivity. And so... Um, You know, that one is a forever struggle because I could be judging it as being too kind of weak and too, too sensitive. I was told that a lot as a child and, you know, not being able to just sometimes just get on with things and be hardy and not feel stuff and not feel emotional and not feel annoyed by something rubbing up against my skin when it's a certain fabric that it does for other people stuff like that. So I have a lot of shadow about that. But then I'm also really starting to see that it's such a gift. So I always come back to really, I think 19 is my favorite. But I love also number 24. And that's also one of the numbers in my life theme. And Number 24 is about being able to ponder things over and over and over again. And every time you ponder, having the capacity to see them in a new light and having receiving new ah ahas, new ways of seeing the same thing, because you have the patience to just revisit, revisit, revisit. Um, So that one is coming up for me a lot lately.
1: I didn't realize that was in your life theme. Mm. It makes so much sense, honestly. Um, If my friends are based on on me not living in my design, will that change when I change? or when she starts to live more in alignment with her design or he or she, I don't know.
0: That's a good question. It doesn't necessarily, I think there's a lot of Instagram rhetoric about like all the people that no longer serve you and the people in your life fall away and that kind of stuff. And I think that's very dogmatic because often what happens is when you show up differently, you give people the op- other people in your life the opportunity to show up for you differently. So you just have to kind of go first and see if they'll meet you there. Most often, some people are, you know, and they just needed you to jump in first. And they're actually been dying for someone to jump in first. They just didn't know how. And so the fact that you have the knowledge and um, the information to know how to, and then the bravery to do it has given them the opportunity. It's like um, they can jump in your downstream It's easier for them to get in the slipstream, but I think it's important to say that sometimes they'll follow you along, sometimes they won't. It depends on so many different factors. And it's not for me to be able to say this will definitely happen. Either everyone will be able to follow you or everyone will stay in your life or not. It depends on so many other factors. What we can talk about is talk about the factors involved, right? Like their journey, your journey, what's important to you, what's important to them, timing. Um, But I do think there's one thing that's guaranteed, which is that, if you show up more as you, the people who will be attracted to you are at least gonna be attracted to you for you. And also if you work on being open and warm, then you will always have people in your life that you know you can feel close to and feel connected to you. So it's always within your control, but you absolutely cannot um, fix other people's um, directions that they're gonna go in when you dare to make changes. Okay, so we were talking about this
1: today. So I thought I'd ask you. I basically ask you this question. Like your favorite workouts and
0: exercise that you said changed your body the most. Okay, so again, talking about the different factors involved in any one thing. Um there are so many ways to change your body when you exercise. You're obviously um some exercises, we know this bit. Like some exercises burn fat, other exercises tone um toning is obviously just like a very more subtle version of like building muscle so you can tone you can proper proper like put on muscle um but then there's also so many other things that exercise does for you so when you say what well, workouts changed you you know workouts where which make me move significantly um are important for me because i'm very sedentary in my job right and i i don't live in a place when you in like for example, New York where I get ten thousand steps a day. If I did, I would probably be okay with doing fifteen minutes of Pilates a day because I'm still getting out of the walks. I'm still getting the ability to move my lymph and get my kidneys pump, you know, pumping and my liver going and all that stuff. And when you work out to a certain degree, um, you know that it's good for all those systems to kind of turn them online. And so for me, I always come back to Tracy Anderson as my favorite workout because I feel like I get enough toning. I move around a lot through space and time in the sense that when I do Pilates, like of course you're burning, but you're not really moving your body a lot. You know what I mean? You feel that burn, you feel the oof, whatever. But um, maybe dynamic Pilates on one of those big
1: Machine, machines. The reformer and, machines and, and, and or the, Legree.
0: Yeah, all that stuff is probably more movement than like classical Pilates. And I think there's a, there's a space for all these workouts, but it's just about knowing what you need and what suits your lifestyle. So for me, I do Tracy Anderson because it's not too much heavy weight. It's enough resistance where I tone, but I'm also getting enough movement in. And not the kind of hip movement where I feel really stressed and overwhelmed afterwards. I'm just like constantly moving my body in different ways. And also because for me, I like to stay interested in things. And so the fact that the workouts change every seven days and the fact that you're moving your body in completely new random moves, you know, like you're not just doing squats over and over. So those things matter to me and that that's what keeps me engaged in them. Um... But having said that, you know, there's other times where I know, for example, if I want to take down the amount of toning I need, I'll just walk, you know, and that's like just burning fat, making your body look really like soft and feminine and, um, if you don't want to be as hungry as sometimes you are, if you're someone who spikes, there's so, I mean, we could do a whole episode on you literally could the do different a whole factors episode. of workouts, but it's about really knowing what um, suits your body. For me, I definitely experiment and I'm not because I'm inconsistent in my human design. I don't do one thing over and over again which is why i like the fact that the tracy workouts change all the time but also even within doing tracy sometimes i'll be like no i need to like do some pilates now and again and then sometimes i'm like oh i want to go to a dance class or whatever it is but i know if i'm caring about my health i need to be actually moving my body and not just toning my body you know what i mean
1: and she says inconsistent. Will you just say what that means in case any this is a new person listening and they don't know what that means?
0: Yeah, so in your human design chart, you could either be consistent or inconsistent. And consistent means that actually it's more freeing for your brain and it's more aligned for you to have certain things about your life that you just automate. And it works for you to just do, do the same thing repeatedly. Whereas for other people, they need to kind of just like go with the flow a bit more. Now it's not black and white because for example if you're consistent it doesn't mean you can't ever change what you're up to or can't ever change what you're doing but it just means that when you find something that works you should just like repeat it repeat it repeat it repeat it um, because it actually frees up space in your brain to think about other things things that actually are going to help you with like your purpose on this earth and making your dreams happen and that sort of thing so
1: which perfectly leads us into this next question because i <laughs> pretty much know your answer what time do you wake up <laughs>
0: It depends on where I am. It depends on the time I go to bed. It depends on how well I sleep. Um, You're very inconsistent. I'm very inconsistent. Like but she I'm, just said. Yes. But I would say that I, I mean, I don't even have an answer because currently the time I'm waking up is completely different than the time I was waking up when I was in LA, you know, three Well, what weeks time ago. did you
1: wake up in LA when you...
0: In LA, I'd, I'd, I would wake up anywhere between seven and nine. And here I'm waking up anywhere between... 5 30 and 9 30 and sometimes like this morning I didn't get out of bed until ten fifteen. Yeah, and sometimes I've uninterrupted sleep and then I go back to bed and but it doesn't it matters less to me now and I judge it less because I know I still get what I want to get done and what matters to my soul to get done in the day you know being all over the place is one thing this is not all over the place because I've I've I know how much um, space I have to play with around what my priorities are in my day, Mm -hmm. you know. Especially when I'm in town
1: because we know we are going to work together at a certain amount of time. At a certain time, that's pretty consistent. Yeah.
0: And sometimes I'll message you to be like, can we meet 15 minutes later? Yeah. But, um, you know, I have a rough amount of time that I know I need in the morning. And if I wake up later, okay, I'm just going to shorten the amount of time that I do something else you know i just won't do a long meditation that day or whatever it is but because i'm a projector and because you are, sleep is important for us. More important, it takes precedence over a lot of other things. And, you know, that's one of the things we ask each other every day. The first things we say is how Literally.
1: without even knowing. First thing we talk about is how we slept. <laughs> and you, we know if we, one of us hasn't slept well because we'll get messages at 1.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll be like, wow, messaging me at 1 a.m. Great, that's late for you. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but often, when funny enough, and I think this is a lot of people... Being up late in the night sometimes is a good thing because it's Mm -hmm. that dark kind of quiet time where you can get a lot of clarity. So I know when you're messaging me in the middle of the night, it's a golden nugget that's actually going to be helpful towards what we're doing. And the same with me. Like when I'm voice noting you like a really long download, it's only when I'm awake at 3 a.m.
1: Literally, she'll roll over and I'll get scratchy voice downloads in the middle of the night at like 3 in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's a really cool thing to share because I feel like most people... people are curious about like what your work life looks like because it is very unique mm-hmm. I mean when I'm in Ibiza I wake up at 10 and go to sleep at midnight
0: sometimes one yeah I prefer not to go to bed that late because I do feel like you get better quality sleep at a little bit early like before But um, there's also a power to saying as long as it doesn't really come to a detriment to you, any one thing that you do, as long as you know that um, you can still do what you what's important to you around that. It's just nice to sometimes let it go, you know, because
1: sometimes you like to start your day in the afternoon. Mm -hmm.
0: And when something inconveniences me enough, I know I'm going to change it. And I think all of us should have that trust in ourselves like, okay, I know that maybe this is working for me less than it used to. You know, it was working for me last week. Now, not so much because I've done it seven days in a row. Okay, so tonight will be time to switch that up. Mm -hmm. Same with like food, for example. Like, okay, you know, maybe I was eating sugar for one night and that felt great. And then the second night, still got away with it. Third night, ugh, God, I really didn't sleep good. Okay, fourth night, I'll trust myself to, you know, change it up. And I think that works with that works with dating it works with jobs it works with homes like it's nice to observe when something stops work is is working for you less without getting anxious about it and knowing that okay when you can really allow yourself to feel that it's not working for you that feeling is the best motivator to actually change it and the thing that's going to ensure that the change you make is going to stick so it's important to see like oh okay i was liking it that one time and now less and so that means me liking even less is going to come up or maybe i'll just bounce back to liking it again who knows but just like observing wherever you're at on the journey and then knowing that you can always change it
1: love that What would present Jenna tell past Jenna?
0: You still don't have all the answers, but you're more okay with not having them. Like life has just become so much more fun when I don't think that there's this like fictional, I think I grew up with this idea that there's this like fictional place where you get to just like, somehow get crowned an adult and you have all the answers and all the hacks and all the systems and you know everything about how to do everything you might ever need and any challenge you are and it's just like oh it doesn't come but actually something even better comes where you're like oh even the most people, the people that know what they're doing the most, people that look the most in charge and the most successful and whatever, like they still get the exact proportional size of challenge that they need for them to grow. So it never stops. And like anyone that pretends they know exactly what's gone and they've got such a handle on life, they, there's no amount of money that can never ensure that you're never going to be Without, there's no amount of love that means that you're never going to lose it. There's no amount of anything that in, that secures you from feeling the things that are a universal human experience, like pain, loss, fear, worry, sadness, but also joy, fulfillment, like that spontaneous moment of having your heart filled by seeing a kid stroke a cat, you know, like Everyone walks on the same freaking pavement no matter who you are. Like everybody experiences rejection. Everybody experiences the joy from hearing a lovely piece of music. That's that's where that is. That's, where the, that's what life really is. You know, that's like the veil behind all the things that we think are like the things to be paying attention to. And I think I only really got that. I got that mentally in one way. You know, sometimes when you understand a spiritual concept mentally mm-hmm. and then I got it another way when a lot of the things I wanted to create came true. And then I realized like, okay, now what? Because having an app that I've dreamed of for such a long time or having a purpose that fulfills me so much, still, I still need to like work on having an open heart. I still need to work on being okay with myself. I still need to carve out time to be a good friend to myself. I still need to, I still could speak to myself in even nicer ways, you know? So it's nice to work along. I think the ultimate thing, if I was giving young gen advice it would be like work at those things alongside working at like the physical goals like do those to, do those things together cuz it'll be funner that way.
1: Like you you just care less about having to have all the answers. Mhm. You love you love this topic and you probably could do a whole podcast episode or even a book about it, but <sighs> I like how specific the question is, but I also think you could talk about it for the other energy types if something does come up. So as a projector, how do you trust that money will flow in if you
0: rest a lot? It's interesting because we almost assume that rest means doing nothing. As a projector, you can trust that money, success, whatever will come if you're providing value to the world. And what you need to realize as a projector specifically, that works for everybody, everybody if we're focused on giving to others and giving value to others in in ways that we know how to, we will be successful. Now, how much time that takes you, how much effort that takes you, uh, what format that comes in, how you do that, that's all specific to each person. What all projectors have in common is that rest to you, i.e. doing nothing and observing the world and sitting back and coming up with the tweaks and the and the thoughts and the changes and the things that you might suggest to people requires that you are not doing and distracted and running around like a headless chicken trying to keep up with the pace of the rest of the world, but that you're sitting back and observing. So if, uh, definitely you're not just, money's not gonna come if you sit on your couch and watch Netflix all day for eight hours, unless maybe you you become like a TV consultant and that's really, you're really passionate about that and you love it. Listen, Taylor, that's what happened to you is in lockdown you were like studying tiktok yeah literally recently found yourself without a job and um you were super passionate about tiktok so you watched it all day every day and went on instagram a lot and whatever and now you use it as part of your gift so the caveat to don't watch netflix 8 hours a day cuz that's not going to bring you money is like unless you're really freaking passionate about it and there's a way that you see it differently that you're actually developing at the time but as a projector what you what you can trust money is going to come from is not the amount of rest it's how efficiently you can create stuff that can be of value to people and that's going to take you much less time than you think and actually the more rested you are and the more you balance out how much in your day you focus on developing your skills and your gifts right and creating something with it versus doing your observing your contemplating your thinking and also your restoring is going to be unusual compared to how it looks for other people so it's not necessarily that the rest is the only thing that directly means you're going to make money it's that resting is going to make you better at seeing more clearly it's that resting is going to help you observe things sitting back and observing things it's going to help you feel more strong in yourself to then go out and efficiently output love that and Especially, the same with, I, sorry. No, you're fine. I was going to say with every energy type, no matter how much, and listen, rest, how much you like to rest could be dependent on so many things. So if you're another type and listening to this, you absolutely can still, you know, if your dream is to do it from, you know, your couch or your sun lounger, go for it. The one, the only thing that guarantees success is that you're making something that other people are going to want or value or need.
1: Amen other completely different direction how do you know if it's time to move on from a relationship
0: again I think here there's a difference between mentally knowing it's time versus soul knowing it's time I think there's many times in many people's relationships who are still together where they mentally thought it was time because of a certain phase you're in but I think we try to When we are in those phases where we question things, especially now, we almost take it too seriously and think that that means we have to leave. Whereas I think for our parents' generation, and this had its plus, ups and its downs, they were much more programmed to think like this is normal, you know? And so they put up with it or stayed the course more or whatever. There's so many nuances to this. But I think that... um, I did an Instagram post about four things that you can use to tell you if you... I have your um, phone. She's looking for her phone. phone. (laughs) It was something like, you know, and I think you have to be long term enough about it where it's like your values have to be aligned. That person has to be adding to your life. There's two more. But I think, listen, you're never going to be aligned all of the time, fulfilled by one person all of the time, whatever. But I think... um, if you are a team and becoming together and you don't have to force your connection that's a those are if you have those three things i think that's a pretty solid um you know place to start i think the time to leave is when you feel like you're really going in different directions truly on a on a on a bigger level. You like you're becoming people that are no longer gonna be conducive to each other's expansion and growth and also you don't value the same things. And I don't just mean, you know, everybody says so funny everyone says like family values, but valuing the same things could be like valuing humor, valuing spiritual development, valuing silliness, you know? Those things, if they're important to you and someone else, it's gonna be a hard thing for both of you. So I think I mean, I could riff on this again so much and this is by no means a comprehensive or prescriptive answer, but I do think that the number one thing is to really, your soul will tell you, you just don't let yourself get in your head about the facts and the this and the that before you literally feel on a soul body level ready to leave. Because what happens is if you force yourself to leave from a mental intellectual analytical place before your soul's ready you're going to keep regretting it and thinking back and thinking maybe I shouldn't have whereas when you're really ready like okay I know in my bones this is not right then it actually saves you more time even if you might have to wait longer in the beginning for your body to tell you because maybe your body will tell you sooner than your mind but it's worth waiting till your soul and your surface are on the same page about these bigger decisions because then when you make that decision you're not then going to spend the next two years going back to him and you know or her and then off again on again off again on again and all that kind of thing it it definitely eliminates a lot of the drag
1: and also that applies you've had that conversation with me not just in relationships it's in
0: changing anything in your life really mm-hmm. yeah like when people get sober they can try 15 times until the one minute sometimes it's a rock bottom or it's a realization and then then it becomes easy you know or changing your diet or changing home anything that we need to change it's like it's you can read about it as much and that stuff can inform you and it can help educate you but I think you have to wait for the for the feeling to really drop into your bones inside and that's always divine timing.
1: I love your answer to this next question. So I'm excited for you to share this somewhere. I just feel like I don't want to work at all. How do I get past
0: this? (laughs) (laughs) I love this question. question I really am. Okay. So I think a lot of us think that the dream is to like, Make $100 million and then retire and just live on a boat for three years you and just, forever and ever. You not know? to
1: interrupt you, but you just turned on your excited opinion voice. I love it. Ah! Not opinion, but you know what I mean? Like you get really passionate about That's it. That's funny.
0: Um, Go. Well, it's also very glamorized in the Instagram world. Like I do nothing and I just whatever. And um, I think we all think we want to do that as well. The reason why that has become so popular is because so many of us, we have been absolutely bombarded and saturated with the opposite which is also equally bad like this oppressive first you're born then you graft your life away and then you die you know and you have to suffer and you have to hustle and it's hard and it's heavy and it's whatever so of course we're looking for some relief and often when we feel suppression about any one thing for such a long time humanity literally swings the entire opposite direction and then it comes to some kind of like middle synthesis ground some kind of middle ground so I think with hustle culture and, and the suppression that we've undergone for hundreds of years, we're now looking towards the opposite as the solution. But the interesting thing is, is that every human being has a need for giving, not just receiving in life. And therefore, w- there is a pleasure for us in um, using our gifts and seeing them be received by people, seeing them play out in the world. Now listen, that could be just being a mom, right? Um, But you have to be doing some kind of creating something out of your skills and gifts and funneling it out into the world and that level of fulfillment and self-esteem you can get from expressing the gifts and skills that god gave you or the universe gave you and seeing them affect have ripples in the world outside you and to be able to play with physical matter and to interact with it and see how you can change it just by things you say and things you do and things you places you go and the way you show up like that is a a magic that I wouldn't want any human to be deprived of. And if you decide that it's authentic to you to do it for only four hours a week and that's fulfilling enough, then that's great. But I think... Even though most of us think we would just want to get paid to go live on a beach and do nothing, there is only an amount of time before you would start to think, actually, I want to get my, you know, I want to get into it with something, something that's really fun. And I think the reason why most, most people think they want to do nothing is because they just haven't yet found or known or been shown the thing that is even more fun than resting, you know, which is, that's your thing and everybody has that and everybody deserves to find it and i think that's one of the reasons why human design is so magical is it can cut out a lot of the search time to what your thing is and tell you what it is that you find really freaking fun what really sets your soul alight because by doing nothing you're 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 not getting not suppressed and you're not getting not deprived and away down but are you also being enlivened and lifted you know given more joy more full of life no so you're like it's a double it's like no double neg there's a it's a double negative but then there's also what about adding something positive into your existence
1: yeah, and would you say that if they, a small thing, obviously there's so many things in their chart they can look to for finding their thing, but it, it's like the intersection, correct me if I'm wrong, of their interests and they could look at their life theme, for example. Yes. Your interests and your life theme kind of coupled together.
0: Yeah, it's 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 where your gifts interact with the things that you're naturally interested in. How can you use the things you're naturally good at to bring to the areas that you're passionate about? Yeah. And that's the that's your sweet spot. Speaking of sweets,
1: Mm -hmm. this is an easy one. Okay. Do you eat desserts ever? Yeah, I eat chocolate every day. And tell them about your new chocolate thing.
0: Okay, so my new chocolate thing is that, um, well, this could be a whole episode about health. Literally. A new episode about health conditioning, but I get 100% dark chocolate and I mix it with stevia. Coconut sugar, even though it's quote unquote healthier, doesn't suit me at all. Um, So I'm actually better off with just plain normal sugar or with stevia. Now, the only reason why I'm currently just using stevia, although I still sometimes eat white sugar, is because um, I know it is inflammatory in my body and not because I've read that it's inflammatory, but because I'm prone to seasonal allergies. And if I eat white sugar right now and it's July, which is the time I normally get sneezy, I will sneeze more. So I'm mixing it with doing a little concoction of 100% dark chocolate with stevia at the moment
1: in another life you are a health coach or something because (laughs) you know your body like you the level of detail that you know about what works for you I guess it's mostly for your body though Mm -hmm. because you're very in tune to yourself but I wish you could bottle up how in tune with your body you are because I'd like to take a
0: large swig of that well that's really interesting right because I was talking about how I have shadow over my gift 19 the sensitivity and i think being that hyper tuned in is obviously a blessing and a curse but like you giving me that reflection is like reinforcing the good side of it so thank you
1: you're welcome